What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast here, a part of the IDP Army Network of Podcasts. We are into week nine of the college football season. We are moving right along. Mock drafts are flying every day. Every every couple of days, there's a new mock draft, and every time, every day, I am shocked more and more about what is in these mock drafts. However, we're going to recap last week real quick because there were some major performances. One by our number one overall IDP pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, who put on an absolute clinic against UCLA. We'll get into that in a second. But what we're going to talk about today, we're going to recap last week. We're going to dive into a little bit of these mock drafts that I some of them I just don't see how, how it's going to happen. We got to be realistic at this point, people. Desmond Ritter is not going in the first round. Not happening. There's three quarterbacks that could go in the first round. Four if Rattler comes out, but that is a whole can of worms that I don't even know if we need to continue getting into it or not. I think he's going to transfer. I I think he could come out and he would be a first-round pick, but I think he might transfer just to kind of get another year under his belt in college. But who knows? The combine, he's going to kill it at the combine. That man can make every throw. Him in shorts during a practice where he has to throw, like he can hit like a bucket from 50 yards away on the run. That's not the problem. <laughs> Never will be the problem with him. 
And for everyone out there that thinks he has attitude issues, yes, behind closed doors, things may not always be what they seem on the outside. Uh, on QB1, the Netflix special that everybody is hold, holds against him, I get it. Kind of a jerk. Not going to lie. You're, you're right. I Kind of a jerk. So I think that he has handled his benching very well. And I think I'm just... Honestly, until I get an update either way, whether he's either going to transfer or whether he's going to come back for another season, I'm kind of probably just going to bench the topic on Rattler. Caleb Williams looks solid. He looks fine. I'm tired of ESPN showing Rattler standing on the sidelines because it only it cannot be good for him and it cannot feel good for him to just, you know, have to stand on the sideline and ESPN constantly shows him over there, you know, not going into the game. But Oklahoma versus Kansas was a dumpster fire dumpster fire from this weekend so we'll start off there kansas is beating oklahoma 10-0 at halftime 10-0 at halftime so some of the weird things that happened at the beginning of the game the power went out there was no they, they had to keep score like one of the refs had to keep score on the sideline and then there was no replay or anything you couldn't call up to the booth like that wasn't none of that was happening an actual football game, college football game that matters, the, the, this happened. Um, Kansas decided that they were going to play a army style of football where they're just going to run, run, pass if they need to for the third down. And Oklahoma just kind of sleptwalked through the game. Uh, they didn't really wake up until the fourth quarter, and then they kind of looked like themselves. But they can't win this entire season playing that way. And so hopefully this was a wake-up call. Uh, they dropped – one spot in the polls, uh, Alabama overtook them. Uh, maybe it's wake up call. As far as draft wise, though, just, there's not a lot of impressive things going on on the team. I like Perry on Winfrey some weeks, and then some weeks he doesn't look like he's out there. Nick Benito is the same way. Um, I like Nick Benito, I like what he does sometimes, but I can't tell if it's the scheme that simply just isn't working or what, but it, it does not look good a lot of the time. And that's very unfortunate, especially because we're, you know, some people had them in the first round. Not now. They're definitely not now. I, I think Perion and Nick Benito are Beth, definitely second rounders. And that's okay. I mean, you're going to get good value um, if you can get what we think you can get out of them. But it's just not the right, not the right fit for them right now. Um, Oklahoma, they got a lot of problems. But not a lot of problems in the draft because I don't think there's going to be many players drafted. Definitely nobody in the first round. Maybe. We'll see. Cincinnati, in my opinion, barely survived Navy. Um, I don't know why this wasn't a bigger talking point during the actual you know, weekend. You heard a lot about Oklahoma's 12-point win over Kansas. But Cincinnati just barely kind of eked out against Navy. And Desmond Ritter just simply doesn't really look that impressive to me. And I... You know, none of his, his stats were 18 and 30 for 176 yards, like five yards per attempt, 52 QBR. You know, it, it's just no rushing, by the way. It was like five yards or six yards of rushing total. And it's just like, oh, is that, that a first rounder to anybody out there? Because it's not really to me. And I, it's been like three or four weeks now where it's just really not him winning the games. And I, I like him. 
I think he'll be he could potentially be a good quarterback at the next level. I just think he's going to get taken later and we need to come to grips with that now and it's okay. It, it really it's okay. You know, not everybody and not every quarterback has to be a first rounder and it's just him. So move on to Michigan, very confident Michigan team. They are 7 and 0. Um good for Harbaugh. Yeah, he's going to have a couple chances here to slip up. It's kind of gotten the bad competition out of the way so he can get to the good one. But Aiden Hutchinson had three total tackles, half sack, half tackle for loss, and one pass defense. He also recovered a fumble. Solid game for him. I've seen him mocked a lot in like the, the top six in the draft. And that is – I just don't see how he's better than a, a couple of the other guys in the draft. Um, you know, we'll see as time goes on, but like Drake Jackson from USC, I've seen him mocked over him. I think Drake Jackson's better. So we'll kind of just have to see as far as defensively goes. I just don't think he's a, a game changer in the top 10. Um, but we'll see. Um, and then Illinois upset Penn state. One of the ugliest, ugliest games I've ever seen in my life nine overtimes broke the record because these offenses simply couldn't do anything um i mean listen to this stat line from illinois so illinois had two running backs and that's pretty much all they did the the quarterback was eight for 19 for 38 yards and one interception i'm not i'm not making that up um ellen the illinois rushing though 33 rushes for 223 yards and a touchdown by one and then the other one had 24 rushes for 142 uh, yards. It's ugly. That is just ugly football. And Penn State just couldn't get out from under it. Um, Jahan Dotson, six catches, 69 yards. Not really anything to write home about. But, you know, better days ahead. That was an ugly game. I, I can't really put that all on him. Uh, Arkansas kind of cakewalked through their game uh Traylon Burks four receptions 89 yards and two tutties we like things we like to see that that is a very efficient good game from him and it's somebody that we've been watching and you know somebody that we like so uh Iowa State upset Oklahoma State so Oklahoma State was due for one of these I kind of I pretty sure I even said in the last podcast that Iowa State was going to come for somebody and I just didn't know who it was going to be well, ended up being old Oklahoma State. They got him. So, Brees Hall, 21 yard, or 21 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Not bad. It's it's kind of what we come to him come to expect from him. Couple of receptions also in the game, and then uh, Charlie Kolar, which I just cannot figure out this dude for the life of me. I don't know how he went from dominant last year to just middle of the pack this year. Like I said, six receptions, 69 yards, nothing really that spectacular. And then uh, Mike Rose was having a good game. He ended up getting hurt. And I think it was the third quarter, uh, eight total tackles to solo. Um, he's a solid linebacker. Probably. I would say third round probably for Mike Rose. And he, he could definitely be something at the next level. I just, I, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with him going forward. But Mike Rose, keep that keep that name in the back of your head. That's that's one of those back of the head names. 
Um, Purdue, after beating Iowa and everybody's on the Iowa bandwagon of them being good, then gets pretty much kicked across the room by Wisconsin. Uh, David Bell did a disappearing act from the, for this game, six receptions for 33 yards. My fear with him, but I, hey, I'm still with you, everyone out there that says David Bell is a first rounder. I'm, I'll still be on your side for now. Uh, George Karloftis, two tackles total. He had a fumble recovery, but not, not the most effective game from old Karloftis, which is an amazing name, by the way. Like Karloftis, it's really good. I like it. Okay, let's move on. Ole Miss beat LSU. Um, our old boy, Matt Corral, 18-23, 185 yards, one touchdown. Um, he also had 12 rushes for 24 yards and a touchdown. I kind of like that they're using him as like a pseudo running back. It's kind of showing what he can do, and it's kind of important. Jaron Ely was uh, 12 rushes for 97 yards in this game as well. Pretty good. Ole Miss is finally like coming around, I think, and – that's something I can appreciate as a uh, draft fan because I think Ely could, you know, I last week moved him into my top five running backs, and I think pretty confident he could stay that way. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Now this, now this guy put on a show against, against Clemson. Twenty five or thirty nine, three hundred two yards and two touchdowns. I'll take it. Clemson's a good defense. That's. That's not a you know they got like Andrew Booth back there that that's not a joke of a a team so the fact that he was able to do that against them okay I'm in on this kid I, I think that there he could potentially uh, work his way into the first round I thought that there was only three quarterbacks Rattler with the holding three with Corral, Howell, and uh, Willis that I felt comfortable with coming around to pick it. it it's, it's, there's a chance. I kind of like him. We'll see what, ha- we'll see what can happen from there, but I've got, I've got him back in my head. Okay. Let's move on to what I thought was one of the best games of the day, Oregon versus UCLA. So I, I just, I mean, C.J. Verdell did not play for Oregon, by the way, so I don't really ha- I don't have a stat line for him because he simply didn't play. But our guy, Kayvon Thibodeau, nine tackles, eight solo, two sacks, four point five tackles for loss, a forced fumble in the game. He went off. This guy, like I just I, if you need to pause this podcast, just go type his name in on Twitter. If you missed the highlights of his game. Wow. He was bullying the offensive linemen that were put up against him. At one point, one of his sacks, they put a tight end up against him, just threw him aside and got to uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. And it it was great. I I just, he's number one for a reason. He looks like miles Garrett. I, I, that's that comparison is not out of nowhere. It, it's he is that dominant to where I am fully confident. If you're in a super flex IDP draft, I'm not lying. I think Kayvon Thibodeau might be like a 12 team first round for sure. Um, I feel that confident that he's going to be able to put up enough numbers to make it make sense for you to draft him that high. 
Um, I think he's going to be an immediate impact player. I think that his ability to get by the, uh, the O-lineman to make impact plays is high. The probability is high. Uh, we're going to see what defense he gets stuck with because it's probably not going to be a good one. It's looking like Detroit right now, but it could also be the Jets. Could be, but like he is a game-changing player on defense and that's what you've got to build around in today's league like literally they have miles garrett in cleveland built an entire defense around him that d line hasn't given up a hundred yard rusher this year like they had to put other players around him it's not just him but you saw that one game he had five sacks against justin fields like a welcome to the league rook kind of game and that's just that is what i think he could be at at the next level he's dealt with some injuries and i am i'm aware of that but i think Kayvon thibodeau has earned his spot as number one and i don't see anyone gonna be able to take that away from him so also in that game uh zach charbonnet played 15 rushes 35 yards wasn't the most impressive these running backs this year really it's a bad year at running back um I'm kind of coming around to a couple of them, but for the most part, not the best, not the best showing. I think, I think Isaiah Spiller is going to get in the first round because I think like the Cardinals could use one Kansas city, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. What were they thinking with that? Jonathan Taylor was sitting right there and they chose, uh, you know, a guy that was on one of the best in our college football teams I've ever seen in my life. That LSU team. I get it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not forgetful of what he was able to do for that team, but you know, you have Joe Burrow, Jamar, Ch- or yeah, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall. I mean, that team was loaded. So I would get out from Clyde Edwards Alaire, and I think Kansas City could be in for it. And Isaiah Spiller is more of what you need than him. Um, he's a little bit bigger, a little thicker. Better runner, very strong, and that's kind of what you know. Arizona could use that, like I said, um, Kansas City for sure. There's a lot, a lot of any team that doesn't have a for sure running back, you know, like not like Derrick Henry, obviously, but like somebody that's kind of still looking for their guy. Isaiah Spiller could be that. So, moving on, let's get to Liberty. Um, this Willis was good. I don't. There's pro- there's things I don't love about Malik Willis's game. This game, I'll we'll just go over the stats real quick. 12 for 18, 217 yards, three touchdowns, uh, zero picks, and then rushing 13 carries for negative eight yards because apparently North Texas, one and six, was living in that backfield. I don't – There's I don't know. There, there's just things I don't love about his game that scare me at the next level. I think he's going to be – he's going to need a little time. But the rawness of him, I think, is something that a coach can see that and be like, I need that on my team immediately. And for that, I think he's still obvious. I think he's still a top 10 draft pick. Um, Corral's probably right now the best like overall. But if you want upside, I think you're going to go with Liberty. And I think he's going to end up with the Washington football team, if I had to guess. Um, Because I think another team either might trade up or – one of the teams that has like multiple draft picks um, might take him Philly, for example, if they don't believe in Jalen hurts might take corral something like that's going to happen. I would assume with him, but 
we'll see something to monitor. Um, I think eventually I'll do a mock draft just to kind of, you know, play some fun with it. Got to get those offensive tackles in there, you know, but all right, let's move on to Alabama. They, in my opinion, struggled with Tennessee. It got a little ugly in the second half uh, for Tennessee, but Alabama ends up winning 52-24. Jamison Williams, six receptions, 123 yards. Kid looks good. I I don't know why I was so slow to add him to my overall watch list, um, but he's just – every time he touches the ball, a thing could be going to the house. Like, that's just what you can see from him, and it's good. I, I don't have any – I don't have any problem with him. I will say Jaleel Billingsley, the uh, tight end for the team, maybe not. I, I thought he could be a top tight end going into the year. A lot of my drafts had him that way. His blocking is pretty good. His ability to catch, though, is non-existent. And I, I feel like at the next level, that might be something that you need. Uh, Christian Harris, six tackles, or four solo, half sack. He was good. Um, people have him as linebacker one. Sure. Not a good year for linebacker. So um, he'll probably be in the first round just because if you need a linebacker, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take him um, or you're going to take somebody. I still think it's Adam Anderson from Georgia because I think he's going to um, move over, but we'll see. That's not been announced yet. So I don't know. Um South Alabama lost this weekend, but I just wanted to mention our boy Jalen Tolbert, 10 receptions, 155 yards, and two touchdowns. I just I like the kid. He he's very explosive. And I think a team that's willing to take him in like the third round, I think he might jump up and surprise people. And I just can't I can't be the guy to not put him on the list because I believe in uh, Jalen Tolbert. All right, let's move on to Fresno State because there's we need to talk. We need to have the Jay Kaner conversation. So I was talking in um, another IDP Army member, Caleb's, his uh, Discord, and the guy that he ranks with, I'm not positive of his name. That's my bad. Sorry. Shout out. Go check out the, the mock draft they did. Uh, but I just don't – I like Jay Kaner. Don't think he's – transcendent i will admit they did bring up a very odd thing about jake hayner today he's only 19 years old and he's been in college for four years put that in your head for a second so i think he may have skipped a few grades and he ended up graduating high school at 15 and he's 19 on his fourth year of college i do think this is funny it's quirky it's potentially useful um, as some, you know, as a GM might be able to see that and be like, okay, that's interesting. Might take that into consideration. I, you know, you could, I would probably draft him. I just wouldn't draft him anywhere near like the third round. Like that's probably where he's going to go. It's about the third round. Wouldn't be in the first would not be in the second. And I get his idea, but I just, I get the idea of him. I just in the metrics could pan out, but I just get nervous about it. And then uh, this Carson Strong thing, who's also, you know, they played Nevada. So Carson Strong, 49 to 61, 476 yards, four TDs, one pick. And 
you know, negative rushing yards because he's a statue, as we've already determined. I I don't know what I'm supposed to say nice about him. I really don't. It, you know, we've seen this kind of quarterback before. We've seen these guys that throw for 500 yards in a game, and it doesn't mean diddly at the next level. Pat Mahomes is an outlier, an outlier. Colt Brennan, uh, who else was that? Like Case Keenum, he was one of those. Who Case Keenum's been all right in the league. Um, and Colt Brennan would have been good too. But there's, you know, all of those guys, it's just – Come on, they're not. It's not real. Um, I, I don't think Carson Strong. I think he is a good college athlete. He can make things happen. I just don't. I don't believe in him at the next level. I don't. I, you know, he's got a good arm. He's not not mobile at all. Like that's a very bad thing to be a part of. Um, all right, let's run through a couple of these pretty quick. Obviously, I've taken a lot of time on the first ones. Uh, Ohio State won. Garrett Wilson looked pretty good. Um, Chris Olave continues to pull these disappearing acts, which I think could concern everyone about his first-round talent because I don't think he is a first-round talent. Um, Notre Dame beat, beat USC. Kyron Williams, after I said he wasn't a good runner, went for 25 carries, 138 yards, and two touchdowns because, duh, of course he would do that as soon as I said that. Um, kind of goofy on my end. He also added six catches for 42 yards. Uh, you know, what more am I supposed to say? The kid's good. I can't do anything about it. Um, Kyle Hamilton had a very silent game, um, but I want to get to my favorite. my One of my beloved players from this draft, Drake London, 15 catches, 171 yards. Please inject that guy into my fantasy football team tomorrow. Love I I love that he is able to to do stuff like that. Fifteen catches, like you knew the ball was coming to him and you couldn't stop him. Like that's the thing. Six five, come on now. Like it, it's just, please give him to me right now. Uh, Drake Jackson, uh, six tackles, one sack, two uh, tackles for loss. He looks good. He looks better than a couple of the people that are ranked ahead of him. And I think that I would definitely take Drake Jackson um, up in the first round, up in probably the top 10 even. Uh, let's move on to Texas A&M. Somehow Texas A&M just appeared back into our lives. After taking a couple of sleepy weeks off, they finally decided to play. Uh, Wiedermeyer, the Jalen Wiedermeyer, the tight end that we all thought was going to be amazing, finally had – what I consider his best game, uh, four receptions, 75 yards, and two touchdowns, as well as Isaiah Spiller, 18 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown, um, and then three catches for 20 yards. He's just – he's the best one in this class, and I won't hear anything about it otherwise. Um, Miami beat UNC – or NC State. NC State carries Arzonovan Knight. Kind of off Arzonovan Knight now. He's kind of quietly went away in these last couple weeks. And so, yeah, yeah, it's okay. He's he's not gonna be not gonna be up there. I don't think. Um, a guy that when he gets taken in like the sixth round, I'm gonna be like, man, I remember Zonovan Knight. I was pretty confident in that guy, but he does a little disappearing act from time to time. I don't really think it's the best. So let's preview a little bit of next week. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about mock drafts next week. I've tried I tried to talk about it as we were talking through that. Um, hopefully you all found that useful and not annoying. But you know what? 
We're switching it up from week to week, you know? Oh, you can't hold me accountable sometimes for things. I'm just trying from week to week. Um, but let's just get on to the preview. Michigan plays Michigan State this week, 7-0 versus 7-0. Um, you would think you would put this in a primetime slot, but Fox doesn't do shit like that. They are like, fuck you, putting you at 11 a.m. That's exactly what's going to happen here. So Michigan plays in Michigan State, 11 a.m. Um, I'm kind of excited to see Michigan State was off last week, so they had you know a second to think about it. Kenneth Walker will break his 1,000 yards in this game. Theoretically, he, it's only three yards to go, so you would think so. Um, and then we get to see pretty much him versus Michigan's defense because Michigan's defense is good, and I'm interested to see what they could do. Um, Michigan really hasn't been tested this year. Michigan State kind of hasn't been tested this year, so this will be a good game to see what's up. Um, Iowa plays Wisconsin. I'm not sure Iowa is prepared for the rest of the season, but we'll see. You know, that's something that I'm interested to see as well as I'm sure everybody else is out there. Um, let's see, Georgia plays Florida. I would have thought this was a much better game a couple weeks ago. Um, don't really think much now. Florida needs so the kid for Florida, Anthony Richardson, they call him AR 15. He's going to be one of the best uh quarterbacks in college football. And as soon as Dan Mullen gets his head out of his ass, we can finally see him in full and all of his glory. I think he played a lot last week because people are not taking it with Emory Jones anymore. And why should they? He should, Anthony Richardson was doing backflips on the field before Alabama, and they didn't even play him. So that was frustrating. But Florida's going to have to go up against Georgia's defense. They, Georgia had a week off to prepare. I'm not sure Florida is prepared for what Georgia is about to do to them. And I'm just – I need to see Georgia play an offense that – I mean, they played Traylon Burks and took him away. I, they played they have, they have not played really anybody else that I'm like, you know, Clemson I thought before the season was going to be interesting. It wasn't. Uh, that team's bad. So I kind of need to see Georgia against a good offense, but I don't necessarily know if Florida is going to be that, but we'll see. You know, Georgia still has Alabama in the SEC title, so we'll see what happens from there. Uh let's see. Oregon plays Colorado. I just love watching Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm just addicted to seeing his highlights on my screen. Old Miss plays Auburn, which is interesting. Matt Corral uh, plays a very frisky Auburn team. Um, uh, headlined by our boy Tank Bigsby, who will be – I think he is good for this draft, but I think he's going to stay and go – You know, he's going to play another year next year, which is commendable. Um, and then Ohio State plays Penn State. So – I thought this was going to be a good game. Penn State looks like garbage, so Ohio State's probably going to go out there and smack them around a little bit, and more power to them. Uh, Penn State has a good defense, so this will be a good test for C.J. Stroud in the long run to see what he can do. I think Garrett Wilson's still going to be fine. <laughs> Chris Olave, maybe you know Mr. Magician over here, he's going to reappear in this game. Who knows? Uh, Notre Dame plays North Carolina. Another big matchup, if you have been paying attention to Sam Howell. We'll be going against Kyle Hamilton. Um, I would love to see Sam Howell throw on Kyle Hamilton. That would be very fun to watch. Um, and then Kyron Williams, obviously, will be frisky in that game as well. Um, 
and that's really it. There's not not a ton of other good games. These Oklahoma games have been interesting and fun to watch. They shouldn't be. So they play Texas Tech. Texas Tech just fired their coach, Matt Wells, uh, I think two days ago now. What, is Oklahoma going to show up for the game? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't ever predict what they're going to do. So we will see what happens. Um, but that's it for me this week. Uh, follow at the IDP Army on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok because we are posting TikToks. We try to do every every couple of days, so hopefully you can. Check out the Offensive Points podcast where I, uh, Joe, who will be on this podcast from time to time, and Josh will be breaking down fantasy football because that's what we do for our main time. Um, we, we joke. We have fun. We have some drinks. It's a lot more uh not goofy because it's not really goofy it's just a fun time we just come hang out it's it's kind of like just your bros talking to you at the bar and that's kind of how we we play um and how we talk so that's all i got for this week uh if you have any obviously in the discord uh, that would be the best way to contact and throw out your thoughts i would love to hear why i'm wrong about anything i love i love hearing that i'm wrong so at umbre vendor on twitter that's the most direct way put send something in my dm say that i'm dumb i don't even care send it to me anyway follow review like five stars have a great weekend watch some college football watch some pro football too